0: Your wife is kind of like mine. You know, they will tell you and show you this is where you messed up. They were saying and the so, game And so, like when you're in that film session, oh yeah, you got to watch the game film. And when you watch the game film, can you course correct? Or are, are you gonna be in your feelings about being criticized, mm. not called out? There's a difference between being criticized and being called out.
1: What's up, Brave Hearts community? This is Sean Heinemann, your premier pre-engagement coach, back with another segment of a Scary to Remarry, wanting you to love fearlessly. We have a special <clears throat> guest with us today. He is no stranger of the podcast. He is a husband. He's a father. He's a podcaster. And uh, he's an avid sports fan and also a big fan of music. I love listening to his podcast, came across his brother maybe a couple of years ago, maybe some 5 6 years ago maybe um, and I've been listening to the podcast ever since then he did a podcast episode recently about this parallel between love and uh marriage and relationships and football and I listened to it I'm like wait a minute we got to talk about this cuz I wrote a whole freaking ebook on it and uh, that's a long story. We're going to get into that as well. We'll talk about that. Brave Arts community, let's show some love to 12. Kyle, what's going on, my brother?
0: What's going on, Sean? What's good? What's happening? What's cracking, man? Great to be on here, man. First and foremost, thank you for having me again, man. Always a pleasure, man. So I'm looking forward to this, man. Like you said, talking a little love and sports. So, I mean, what could be better? <laughs> I
1: know, right? Yeah, man, for sure. Um uh, Yeah, love and football is what I want to discuss today. And if you haven't heard Kyle's episode, go check that out out, uh, as well on his podcast. But anyway, we'll make sure we get that linked up in the show show notes so you can hear that episode as well. But in this segment, uh, I wrote a book, Love and Football, some years ago because I'm a huge fan. But the only thing with that was I was married to my ex-wife
0: <laughs>
1: that's, the, <laughs> that's the only thing <laughs> yeah now I'm thinking about rewriting it because her name was on the cover and she kind of okay.
0: helped
1: me write this thing and all this other stuff but so now I'm doing like a 2023 edition especially with the playoffs mm-hmm. now um what let's talk about this because I believe there are so many parallels. So when you when you did that podcast, I said we have to do this because you called on to the parallels between healthy relationships and football. And mm-hmm. what inspired you to do that episode?
0: Well, I I, I really I was doing some reading. I came across an article that just kind of. Um, it was actually something that I'd written on my blog. I have a blog. I I don't really write on the blog that much, but I wrote it, man, probably like in 2018 or something like that. And I was talking about how, you know, life parallels the game of football. And and in one particular instance, you know, you talk about love and you talk about, you know, the teamwork that it takes between, um, you and i both married. So I'm coming from the perspective of the the teamwork that it takes between uh, husband and wife. Um, partners, if you will, Um, you know, people in a relationship and just how, you know, vital that is. And it's very similar to the teamwork that you need because, you know, we all see the touchdowns and stuff on TV uh, when somebody scores. You have to understand, too, having played the game, and I played football from the age of eight all the way through college at uh, South Carolina State University, um, when that person scores, they didn't just score by themselves. It took 10 other people to make that happen. So, you know, the guy who goes into the end zone, he gets the glory, he gets the name, you know, he gets the highlight or whatever like that. But there's 10 other guys that at the very least did their jobs to help him get into the end zone. And, you know, um, for us, marriages uh, and and relationships are a lot the same way like that. Like it takes so much. And at the end of the day, when we cross that goal line, whatever the goal is, um, we all get a chance to celebrate. Now, the focus may be on one person, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, know, it didn't take the help of others to get you there. So, you know, that was kind of the premise of it. And I just kind of took it and ran with that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like when you use that touchdown analogy, because you said, like you said, it's 10 other people that help you reach that goal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and marriage, because sometimes I've heard people talk about them being jealous of their spouse and their marriage and stuff, and to me, I don't get it because I'm like, if she scored a touchdown, let her do a little victory dance. You win too. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, when when we when when one wins, we all win. Um, I think uh, one of the things, and it's funny, Sean, because it's like, I record, and I'm sure you have probably done this before. I recorded that episode, and then after you after I recorded, I was like, dang, I should have said this. Like, it was one other piece that I wanted to say, and I forgot to put it. In. I was like. I'm not, because I never go back and re-edit stuff or put stuff in. So I was like, I'm going to just let it rock with what it was. But, um, you know, one of the things that I didn't say on that episode was like how, you know, we should, in every instance, you know, champion, just much to like what you just said, you know, champion our significant others, you know, because if my wife gets a promotion, that's a win for me too, because like, I'm genuinely happy for her. I need to do what I can to uplift her and be her biggest advocate and vice versa. If I get a promotion, then it should be the same. So I think a lot of times in relationships, sometimes when we see what's on the outside, we get into that comparison type stuff. And I think that's uh, that can do more harm than good because, you know, what goes on on your team, the Cleveland Browns, didn't happen on my team, New York Giants, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and same for what goes on in your house, what works for you in your house doesn't necessarily work for me in my house. You know, I can take bits and pieces of your game plan. I can take bits and pieces of what you put out as far as your content, things because you drop gems all the time on social media. um, Damn near every day. And you're very, the thing I love about what you do is you're very transparent about, you know, where you are and where your wife, where you guys are in your relationship and your friendship. And I think that's the key. And not only that, but you're very transparent about where you were. Like you mentioned to your ex-wife, you mentioned on this podcast several times about how you, you know, were at, you know, a certain level, if you will, social media-wise, whatever the case may be, and then all of that had to be torn down. And this is, you know, not a—I'm not even say—you. I think you used the word rebrand, but I wouldn't even call it a rebrand. It's more of a rebuild. And, um, you know, you're not scared to put that information out there. So you drop gems, and you know, one of the things that I always take from you is that, you know. You, your success is, is shared. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that I didn't really hammer in on on that particular episode, but I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, the success, you know, the success and the failures, because there will be failures in a, in a relationship and a friendship and a marriage. And, you know, you got to carry that other person.
1: Mm. Yeah, man, that is good because, and, and we talked about the whole jealousy piece. Um, and the funny thing about that is with, with football, whoever scores, Like you say, that's, that's a team. That's seven points. That's six points for the the team, not just you just because you didn't score. But I know sometimes there can be jealousy because someone else is maybe uh, blowing up career wise. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone is still trying to find himself, you know, so that kind of can play into your relationship. But uh, have you ever ran across any, anything like that where jealousy played a part into someone's marriage or relationship?
0: Yeah, I had a friend once who, um, he was at a situation where, and I think we all kind of go through this, where they both got married relatively young, and as their careers started to progress, um, hers started to grow a little bit more, and then he took a step back because he realized the career path that he was in, he no longer wanted to be in, so he took a pivot, and he was down for a couple of years, but when he got back up, he decided to get out of corporate America, go to work for himself, and he turned a very small business into a very, very profitable business and you know there's a lot of kudos and you know props that came along with that being recognized in the community uh for what he did and you know his wife um she didn't handle that that well um I don't think it was anything i, I and I'll give you an example I remember they had an argument and he said, she said to, he told me that she said to him, you're throwing this in my face. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he didn't realize like later on until later on, like she was talking about his success or, you know, the things that he was accomplishing. And his thing wasn't about, you know, this is for me. He's like, this is for us. He said, it's more money. I'm Cause he went from, you know, not making a lot of money to making a lot more money and bringing money into the house. So they were able to afford more things. And you know, he he's not a really material possession type of guy, but he was able to you know provide more and do, he's like, you know, you have a complaint about me buying you this or us going to this place or whatever, like that, taking these trips. And he's like, now all of a sudden it's a problem. And she, I just really don't think that she could handle the aspect of the, she was jealous of his success. And I think that was something that she probably should have gotten on board with and, you know, celebrated him for it. And it became an issue and it became a small issue That in turn became a bigger issue. And then things started to go downhill from there. It wasn't the reason why they broke up, I'll put it like that. But you know, ultimately it led to them, you know, furthering each other apart, communication, infidelity, the whole nine. Mm,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that can happen. Uh, which is funny because I remember there was a time you talk about me being transparent. I remember when I first rebranded my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife looked at it as a hobby okay. and it was cool and she <laughs> supported it she's like yeah that's cool or whatever and we had some miscommunication issues because I was starting to upload content and she was like wait a minute we, we got to get on the same schedule so we can watch these kids and all this other stuff so we was having some issues with that but now I'm at a place where she's like today she's gone and now <laughs> she she uses Instead of my hobby, she uses your business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, she said take some time to work on your business And it also helps to have paid clients too. That helps. So
0: oh, no question. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not a hobby anymore. You know, so it's it's a it's a, your business now, but
0: anyway, mm-hmm. you
1: know, so um, yeah. Now I don't know. Um how how do you look at marriage from a spiritual perspective now the reason why i say this is because I, I always use the parallel of for my wife and i uh it's the bible right mm-hmm. and i use that as my playbook mm-hmm. and i'm like if you don't understand your playbook it's going to be hard to follow through with those plays on the field when life really hits you because if y'all are not on the same page if y'all aren't in your playbook there's going to be some issues uh how do you, do you incorporate any spirituality? Cause I, I really don't hear you talk about it too much in your show. So where mm-hmm. are you with that in, in your marriage?
0: I, I don't talk about it uh, for a specific reason that because your spirituality is something so very personal. Um, and if you listen to podcasts longer. you know, I don't talk politics either. So, you know, God religion and God and politics, you know, not something I get into, but I'm a very spiritual person. I, I believe in God um raised in the ame church coming up my wife was raised in the church as well and we attend church regularly i mean we obviously fell off because of covid but we would still tune in and watch it streamline it on sundays and we're now at the point now where we go back um, we just started going back a couple of weeks ago maybe about two months ago um started going back to in-person service we we mask up and stuff but we still go to in-person service um and therefore our kids have been able to experience that as well uh what I do as far as, as as far as spirituality for me, um, it's so much an individualistic thing. But I think like it's our friendship is rooted in that, you know, because in essence, we ask God for each other, you know, and I never, I, you know, it's funny, Sean, and I always hear people talk about And, you know, and I'm sure you probably heard it, maybe said it a gazillion times, you know, about people being equally yoked. I never could buy into that concept because I think spirituality is such an individual thing that I don't know if we're ever on the same parallel. Um, Mm. You know, we can go to church, man. And my wife, she'll sing. She know every song, you know, I mean, the old time joints. I mean, I know Amazing Grace. And I knew Jesus is love. And that's about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know a lot of gospel songs. I mean, I but you know, I I'll if it come up on the screen, I'll sip there and lip sync it or whatever like that. Um, but she's the more I can't even say she's more spiritual because um because I'm very spiritual. I mean, I pray and I ask for things and I do believe in and I'm very deep rooted in my faith. Um, but I think that if we did not have that, our spirituality as a pillar of our foundation, then I don't know that we make it, you know, we're going on 23 years of marriage and we've been together even longer than that. So, but that's a pillar. It's not the standalone thing that keeps us going, but it's a pillar. And I mean, like you have to pray, you not only pray for things, you pray for each other, you pray for our kids, um, things of that nature, but you're right. I don't, I don't get into it on the podcast. But no, I'm I'm very I'm very spiritual. I trust me, I talk to him. I talk yeah. to him.
1: Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, this is as as you know, this is a a, a free flow platform, you know what I'm saying? There's no oh jury. yeah,
0: no question. Yeah, no question.
1: Yeah, and the only thing I asked you about that was because I always use that parallel with understanding mm-hmm. your playbook. And you know, as mm-hmm. a as a former player, uh, and, and I'm a I'm a fan in the stands, you know. I I've never played, but I've been a fan for maybe Mm -hmm. since 10 maybe um and I just realized like how much of this whole playbook I remember one time uh when Brett Favre went to the Minnesota Vikings Mm -hmm. now we're talking about Brett Favre right and and let's just talk about him from a football perspective not not what goes on off the field (laughs) right That's a that's a different show. We're not going to jump in. Yeah,
0: that's that. that's a whole different show right there.
1: <laughs> I know what people are going to say in the comments. So let's not go into comments about Brett Favre. We, we, we going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he went to Minnesota and I'm like arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But the coach mm-hmm. there at the time, he wasn't going to let Brett Favre play that week because Brett didn't know the playbook. And I was just like, wow, that's that's amazing. To me, that spoke volumes to me because I'm like, not knowing your playbook and being on a new team can cause some kind of friction. So one of the things that brought my wife and I together was our spirituality. And, and mm-hmm. I maybe tweeted about this before, but when we were dating, and this was always a measure for me, I was like, hey, you want to have Bible study? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: now, this isn't to say that I had to preach a sermon or anything. It was more of mm-hmm. us reading a piece of the Bible and coming back the next day or whatever and say, Hey, wh- what do you think God is saying to you about this? <laughs> you know, and 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 she stuck with me with that. Like she and like you said, the pillar, right? And that was one of the things that drew us together was her spirituality. And I was like, okay, she's a big fan of the playbook. So we can always mm-hmm. be on the same page with that. So
0: yeah. It matters. It matters. And, you know, not only knowing your playbook, but, you know, knowing your personnel, you know, you got to know your wife and she knew you well enough and you knew where her, you knew her well enough to ask her, hey, can you read this piece? And what do you think? And then you weren't judgmental and said, well, no, nah, this, you know, you didn't probably didn't enforce your, uh, you know, what you thought about that particular scripture that you read. Because the, the the thing about the Bible is, is that it's up to everyone's interpretation. You and I can read the same scripture and we can get 10 different things out of it and none of the 10 match. You know, so, and that's not to say that what I read or what I interpret is different from you and it's wrong. You know, it's just what you see and what you read and what you feel. So, yeah, I yeah. get you on that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you talking about your team being in New York Giants, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: New York Giants. So, so what they gonna do?
0: Um... I don't they, – well, they play at the time of this recording. They play later this evening against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this will be the third time we played them because they're in our division. I don't think the Giants are going to win because uh, it's tough. And I, I don't think that the Giants match up well with Philly. But don't be surprised if it's a very close game. And the reason why I say this is because, one, they're familiar foes. Uh, so, ga- so the games that should be blowouts usually aren't. Um, and then also Philadelphia has not played a meaningful game in a couple of weeks. And they were kind of shaky in those games. So, and there's always, you, Sean, you follow football and anybody else listening that follows football every year, there's always a team that gets to the buy and they get a buy. Oh, we got a buy. And it's a week of rest. But I think sometimes you lose a little edge when you're not playing and your body's in your mind is so conditioned to play each week. Um, and you see some teams that come out of a bye, and they lose in the first round or that particular round. So, um, could an upset happen? It could, I would be happy if it does, but I mean, me being realistic, I think the giants probably lose by like a field goal or something like that, but it, it should be a good. It, it it will be a game. I'm I'm confident. In that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I know you're a real football fan because you being honest, despite your team, you know, oh, some yeah. People,
0: yeah. So, so yeah real. Hey, I'm going re- to keep it a beam, man. I, I, can't, I can't just, you know, be out here and just be a homer and just, you know, I think the biggest thing is man, and it's something you don't see, you, you're a sports fan like me, you know, you turn on TV and you have the, you know, the Shannon Sharps and the Stephen A. Smiths of the world. And these guys, while they may know what they're talking about, they're fans and their fandom clouds the reality of what it is. If I'm speaking to someone as a, if you're coming to me to listen to me talk about sports, I want you to know the real if I'm giving you just the giant spin or just saying that the giants can win every game, that's not being realistic. I think you would want to get something that's realistic for me, than something that's fake. Um, so no, nah, I'm, I'm very realistic about my team, but I'll tell you what, Sean, uh, nobody expected the giants to be here. This is a team that was expected to win four, maybe five games this year and for them to be in the playoffs and playoff game on the road, you know, that's something to be said and something to be proud of. So, if it all ends today, you know, it's okay. It's good. It's still a great season and it's something to build on for next year. Mm
1: -hmm. True. Very true. I agree. And you talked about the bye week and you talked about rest, right? Mm -hmm. And you have, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all have four kids together?
0: Yes. Yes. Four kids. Three boys and a girl.
1: Yes. Uh, My wife and I, we have four all together. We have two together, but then we have one apiece from previous relationships and marriage.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. What does you and your wife do for rest? What do y'all do for y'all by week?
0: Man, listen, she rests way more than me. <laughs> she rests way more than me. Um, I like the fact that our kids are so much older now. See, like you, you guys got little ones. Like, and it's funny because it wasn't until you put a, you put up a picture one day because I remember hearing you talk about your kids, but I didn't know their ages. And you put their, I think you put up a picture of your sons and I was like, wow, he's got little guys. Like he don't have no, no big guys. Um, and so our, of our four, um, one is in grad school, the other is in undergrad. And then our youngest son is, um, he's a sophomore in high school and our daughter is, uh, she's the last one. She is in middle school. She's in the sixth grade. So you know, when it's time to rest or whatever like that or time to get out of the way of when we have when we need time for each other. Um, you know, we two are already out the house and then the two that are in the house, they're on their cell phones in their away and stuff like that. So they and, you know, Sean, they, they really do part of my quote unquote rest time is the time to record, you know, podcasts. They do a really good, a great job of clearing space with me. If I say, hey, I'm going here to record, they don't bother me you know, they don't bother me. I, I've seen and talked to other podcasters, you know, they're t- podcasting and they're talking and stuff. And then the kid comes in and asks them a question and you know, that happens. I mean, it, it's, it, it actually makes the episode even more real. Cause you know, you see them being in their element, being a parent, but, um, nah, man, I mean, I, I, our rest time is, uh, like I said, she rests way more than me. She sleeps way more than me. Um, but, um, And I I don't really, I mean, I sleep five hours a night, five, six hours. And I don't need, I don't need, if I got eight hours of sleep, i would be honest, I'd be crunky. I mean, uh, grumpy. Um, (laughs) So she, we rest, but we do have to carve out that time. And um, I have an episode coming out um, probably in a couple of weeks talking about adulting. And I was in that episode, I was talking about that because like, you know, in that rest time, you have to have time for yourself. You have to have time for your spouse. You have to have time for your teammates, if you will, your friends, your homeboys. Um, and you have to have time for yourself, too. And I think, you know, when we, as we move forward in the 2023 and we talk about mental health, I think being an adult, we have to make sure that we're, you know, very adamant about that time um, because you have to carve out the time for yourself and the time for your spouse and time for your kids and the time for your friends, too, because all of that stuff is needed. Yes,
1: yes. I agree. Yeah, because like you said, we have little kids and I'm jealous because you got older kids. So you already did the work.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> you good.
0: Yes, man, you know? yes.
1: One day y'all gonna be empty nesters for you know it.
0: Yeah, you know, man, we say that, man, but you know, the reality of Sean is that we, we, we really enjoy, especially when the older two come home from school like we just had over the holidays, um, you just enjoy that time, but then you also, you know, They got cars, and then they. I'm going over here, and I'm going over there, and I'm like, look, man, I need you home. You know what I'm saying at a certain time. And oh, dad, why I gotta be? You know, I'm in college. Why I gotta have a curfew? And I'm like, look, bro, it's we in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like anything can pop off. I mean, of course, anything can pop off anywhere. But you know, my city is a it's a wild city at at times. And you know, we and we don't even live in the city. We live in the suburbs. So it's like even the suburbs can be wild, and stuff just happens. So. The thing I'll say to you about having the little ones, enjoy that time, Sean, because you're going to blink. I kid you not, my brother, you're going to blink and you're going to be taking them to college. People are like, man, how did I get from third grade to college? Like, just that fast. And so, um, so while I enjoy, I immensely enjoy the, them getting older and getting grown, um, I, don't know, I don't necessarily know that I'm looking forward to them leaving the nest. I'll be honest, because I love having them at home. Love having them at home, and and you know their kids that like to be at home. But then they have time, you know, but they got to go out with their friends and their girlfriends and stuff like that. And, and I get it, and I'm not like, no, you can't go. But you know, cause I'm like, hey, you go, as you, just let me know where you're going. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you, when they get cars and they get licenses, Sean, you worry a whole lot different.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because I have a 19 year old, and uh, but she. She's in Arizona, yeah, so I yeah, I get it. I'm just like, she'll be 20 this year. I'm thinking, shoot, I got a 20-year-old daughter that's crazy.
0: Uh I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting old. Uh, it's becoming official. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and then one day, you're going to have walk it out. Man, come on. <laughs> yeah, we have a <laughs> hey, grown look talk right your now. Your face says it all. <laughs> the look <laughs> on your face says it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, how have we gotten here so soon?
0: Man, uh, I you know, Sean, I, I try my best not to even think about it because I just know, you know, now that my daughter's in middle school, like, you know, everything changes. She's in the sixth grade. Everything is even she's changing, you know, so you you kind of go and roll with it. But, you know, you just um, and I and I tell her her brothers, I'm like, look, you guys have to be mindful about what you say, about what you do. And I mean, like I was talking to my youngest son, he was um, he was in his room and he was playing some music and the music, he wasn't playing the music in his AirPod. And, you know, of course, the music got, you know, language or whatever like that. And I'm like, hey, bro, put that in your ear. He's like, well, Dad, I'm just saying, I was like, man, listen, your sister is right down the hall. I was like, I allow you to listen to this music? Because at this point, I can't ban you from it, because you're going to find your way to it anyway, just like we did coming up. But I was like, you know, I don't want, i it ain't time for her to be introduced to that just yet. I mean, she's going to stumble upon it probably sooner than I like her to anyway. So, you know, and I don't I can't explain Cardi B and <laughs> Nicki Minaj to a sixth uh, to a sixth grader. I can't do that. You know, yeah. so that's a conversation that's going to, going to happen sooner than later. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. I, I get it. I was uh, listening to the podcast when you talked about uh football and relationships from that podcast, which which part was your favorite, which parallel of yours was probably the best one that you think you can give the advice to people listening or watching today?
0: Um, I think the biggest thing that I took away from that podcast is just really um, one for me, it's it's very personal because I've said this before and I'll say it again. Football is my first love. Like before I loved any girl, at the age of seven, I love. I fell in love with football, and it's it it's still my first love. Now I love my wife, you know, that's that's my best friend. So I'm not. Don't get it twisted. I'm not choosing her over football. But if I could play football, now let me stop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, don't let her listen to this episode. But uh, I get you.
0: Saying, damage Right, control. right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. But the, the way to bring me back in, way to bring me back in. <laughs> um, but the thing that I took from it was like you know how much it it mirrors, the the game of life mirrors, you know, football. And, you know, you got quarters. And in each quarter, you know, just like the game of football, you got four quarters. And we all have quarters of our life. And each play could be each day or each year. And you're going to have what they call negative plays, meaning like you're going to get tackled behind the line of scrimmage for a loss, meaning when you equate that to life, you're going to have ups and downs at work. You may lose your job. You know, you're going to have bumps in the road when it, you're going to have bumps in the road in your relationship. You're going to have bumps in the road with friendships, family members. You know, how do you adjust when you get to halftime or when you get back Excuse me, when you get back to the sideline? How do you adjust? Do you do you can you do you huddle up and say, hey, hey, let's let's get this together. You know, I'm sure you and your wife do this. My wife and I do this. You know, it, it's, it's um, I heard somebody say this once, uh, you know, go through film session. You know, you know, like players after the week, they, you know, said they put you in front of the film and they're like, OK, hey, this is what you did wrong. This is where you messed up right here. You know, and, you know, I'm sure your wife is kind of like mine. You know, they will tell you and show you this is where you messed up. They were saying And the so game film. like when you're in that film session, oh, yeah, you got to watch the game film. And when you watch the game film, can you course correct? Are, are you going to be in your feelings about being criticized? Not called out. There's a difference between being criticized and being called out, you know. And there's a lot of film sessions in my house. Um, <laughs> and your wife we've had a clear. lot of film sessions over the years. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, but trust <laughs> me, I got a click too. Now I, I, I keep a click on that. I keep one on deck. You know what I'm saying? So, no, don't get it twisted. We both have a film session, but I think. Part of that goes to just, you know, like I said, in a game, you have to adjust. The games that we watch each Sunday, they're really adjusting on the fly. You know, every time there's an offensive possession, the offense goes out there and let's say they get a three and out. Okay, now they got to come to the sideline. So when the defense goes out, the offense on the side there, what we don't see on camera is that they're regrouping. They come back in and talking. Okay, hey, what did you see? I saw this. This right here might work. And honestly, in a relationship, in a friendship, in a marriage, that's constant. That's that's what we should be doing. Um, sometimes we can get a little busy and we get away from that. And when we get away from that, you know what happens, Sean? We tend to kind of start freelancing. We're not running the plays that was called. We're out there doing our own thing. And then you have to kind of be slapped by reality and say, and you know, sometimes God will show you like, nah, you ain't doing this by yourself. Now this, this is supposed to be a team thing. So let's so you work within the confinements of the team. So that's one of the things that I learned, like just how to move throughout the quarters. And what I've learned over, li- over a period of lifetime is that, you know, you, even with, with your successes, you know, you celebrate them. You don't get too caught up in them. And with your failures, you don't get too caught up in them either. Because you're going to have successful plays. You're going to have negative plays. But if you play the game and you play the game long enough in life, not just outside of a marriage or friendship or relationship, if you play it long enough and you keep playing and and you're persistent, you're going to have more success than failures. Can you handle it? And can you build on each success? And um, and by success, I don't mean that you got to be the, you know, CEO of a Fortune 500 company, but, you know, be the better you each day. And, um, you know, that's one of the things I took from the podcast, just figuring out how to navigate throughout the quarters and then, you know, course correct along the way and be able to give and take constructive criticism.
1: Mm, yeah, that's powerful. I like that part of the show when you talked about that, because <clears throat> I'm like,
0: oh, we got to talk about that. Oh, we got to talk
1: about that. Right.
0: <laughs> and
1: I like it because even you can look at the, the Jacksonville and San Diego game. Facts. I thought it was over. I was like, I did too. Boy, I'm saying this boy, Trevor Lawrence threw what, four picks in that game?
0: Four picks, four picks in a, in a half.
1: And a half, right? And I'm thinking your relationship, your marriage, your life, your friendship, you can really turn that thing around in the halftime. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Uh, Because Lord knows how many interceptions I threw on my last marriage. You know (laughs) (laughs) know what I'm saying? I I, I was Trevor Lawrence. so. Mm -hmm. um, But now that I'm remarried, I was able to turn that thing around and and, and win eventually. You know what I'm saying, so yeah, I and, like
0: that. You and, and you just it. you learn to take it play by play. I mean, like I'm sure the Jacksonville coach when they went in a half because it's not there's really not much you can say to a team when you're down 27 nothing at halftime. The thing that you can tell them is like, look, we ain't gonna get it all back in one play. So let's just focus on each play, each day, one by one, bit by bit. And it's it sounds simple, but I mean that's really how should we we should attack life. We should be looking forward, of course, but you know. You ain't going to get it all back in one day. You ain't going to get it. I mean, we all would love to hit the lottery, <laughs> but the reality is we ain't going to do it. So we, most of us are going to have to get up and go to somebody's job or our own job or, you know, work for ourselves to earn a living and then go from there. So, um, yeah, it, it's you, you're right. You, you're going to throw some interceptions. You're going to have some turnovers. You're going to have some fumbles. you're going to have some penalties, Penal- a penalty could be as simple as hurting, hurting someone's feelings, mm. but how do you bounce back from that? And then, you know, the thing is, you don't want to keep making the same penalties. You know, one of the things my coaches tell us in college all the time, he's like, he said, I can deal with a penalty. He said, I can't deal with a lazy penalty. You know what a lazy penalty is, Sean? Jumping offside. How are you going to jump offside? You, you know, you know what the count is, what you're jumping offside for. You know, uh, he said he could, he could understand a hustle penalty. A hustle penalty would be something like, you know, I don't know, hitting somebody as they're going out of bounds. You shouldn't do it, but it happens. But I correlate that between in life and saying that, you know, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to make mistakes in finance, you're going to make mistakes in a marriage, you're going to make mistakes in your friendships and your relationships with your family, maybe with your kids. How do you bounce back from it? It, it? Nothing is a fail shot. As long as we're alive, we still got a chance to turn things around. So uh, that's, that's my mindset.
1: Mm, yeah, I like that. Because some relationships, they just got too many penalties. <laughs> They just got too many. <laughs> they just, you know, right. you, yeah. You look at the stat sheet, and you just like this is mm-hmm. the most penalized relationship in the league.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Y'all need to start, you know, at square one. You know, mm-hmm. y'all need to make, maybe y'all need to start over. Maybe you need to trade. Maybe you need to go and play for another
0: team. Yeah. You
1: know, and that's if anybody <laughs> want to pick you up because they know how many penalties you've occurred over exactly. your
0: exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, it's it, sometimes you got to regroup like that and say, well, you know what? This ain't working. You know, it is. Maybe we need a new playbook. Maybe we just need to be on different teams, you know, and that happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've seen players flourish when they play for other teams. You mm-hmm. know, uh, what, what,
0: what's that? Your boy, and sometimes uh, it's about being on a. Go ahead. No, I was going to say sometimes it's just about with another team. You're more appreciated. More appreciated, you know.
1: Yeah, because your boy, uh the one guy, uh Ingram, I think he played for he played for the Giants, I think, but he mm-hmm. played for Jacksonville now, I think. And he yep. he getting he getting run, you know what I'm saying? So you
0: just he, never know. He, he Sean, he he couldn't catch a cold in New York. <laughs> um, but he's flourishing in Jacksonville, so I'm happy for him. I mean, I wish it would have worked in New York. New York gave him opportunities, it just it didn't work. I mean, but it was under a different regime and everything like that. And sometimes that's why you see players kind of bounce around because, you know, sometimes the scheme doesn't fit. Sometimes they don't fit. Um, But you see them flourish in other places. So, you know, I mean, guy you mentioned earlier, Brett Favre. Brett Favre was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. But Brett Favre was a alcoholic. And um, there's a there's a section of the city called Buckhead. He Used to be really famous for bars. It was a famous bar district, and they used to call him Buckhead Brett because like he would go, he would leave Falcons practice and go get hammered, and be drunk like at practice the next day. Like he was, re- like he was two seconds away from being cut from the Falcons, and so they was like, before we cut you, we're gonna trade you to Green. So they traded him to Green Bay for like fish heads and rice, and he stopped drink- drinking, and the rest is history. Wow,
1: that's yeah, that's crazy. Man, before we end this, I wanted to talk about, because I was watching Deion Sanders. Uh, I mm-hmm. was watching his show, but there was a, a a clip that I saw of his that never left me. And he was saying how as a cornerback, uh, what position did you play in college?
0: Uh, wide receiver.
1: Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> there was a, um, Deion Sanders talked about as a cornerback, his coaches used to teach him, and we're talking about prime time. His coaches just teach him that if you get beat for a play, Mm -hmm. it's okay. You got to have short-term memory as a cornerback because you're going to be facing this guy all game. So you can't be thinking about what just happened on the last play, even though you got scorched in front of the whole stadium, but you got to have, you got to move on. You can't think about that. Every new play is different. And I think about this too, even in a marriage and a relationship, like, if you if something happened in your relationship, you got to have short term memory. You can't keep dwelling on that last play that you got beat. So if you still bring enough stuff from the past, because I realize a lot of relationships struggle because they can't stay on topic about what they're arguing about now.
0: Right. <laughs> they
1: steady talking about the play that they got beat in the first quarter. It's the fourth quarter, right? So how how do how important is forgiveness in a relationship and how important is it to not bring up old stuff? And how do you even resolve those things?
0: Great, Great question. Um, it is very important. If you want your relationship or friendship or marriage to last um, forgiveness, if we go back to the Bible, forgiveness starts from within. So if you committed a penalty, Sean, you, you know, you stepped outside and did something that you wasn't supposed to do, you know, yeah, it's easy for you to say, well, hey, I stepped out on you. I forgive me. But even in that, it's, it's very important that you forgive yourself for what it because, you know, there's a level of guilt and shame that comes with that. But also, you know, OK, now and I'm not just I mean, I, I gave an example of infidelity, but it could be anything, whatever the mistake is made. It's important that you forgive yourself. And then you work towards having your significant other, your spouse, your wife, your friend, whomever forgive you. And that's a that's that's a work in progress, Um, because if you, you know, messed up our money, you know, and have our bank account overdrawn by 10 grand, uh, you know, I I don't know if I'm going to trust you with our money anymore. You know, and that goes into the word trust. Um, But forgiveness is very important because. Like I said, you have to forgive yourself first and then that other person has to forgive you. Um, but the, the great part that you asked is how do you move forward? I think, it, I think it's, it's not simple, but it's like, Sean, you, you have to have one conversation. And in that one conversation, you tell your wife or your significant other, your spouse, whomever, you say, look, say what you got to say. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take it. And we gonna, we're going to hash it out right here and however long this conversation if this is a five-hour conversation then let it be if you got to cuss me out if you got to cry if you got to call your mom and them <laughs> everybody that's cool but when we're done with this conversation this isn't coming up anymore so everything that you got to say put it all in, put push your chips to the table it's cool i'm not gonna like it but i'm here to take everything is everything in that you're about to say But when we leave this conversation and I give you my rebuttal and we go back and forth or whatever the case may be, however long this ends is once it ends, it's over. We're not discussing it anymore. So if she stepped out on you, Sean, and you're ready to cuss her out and chew her out and throw her clothes in the middle of the floor and set them on fire. (laughs) After all of that's done, if you decide to, to move forward with her, it has to end that day. What I mean is that conversation has to end and you have to take the steps to move past that and by not verbalizing it, now, now granted, you, you're not going to walk away from that conversation and be like, all right, well, you cheated on me, so I'm cool now. No, you're still going to be hurt and there's still going to be moments where you're going to cry and be mad or whatever like that. But I, I think you do yourself a disservice if y'all, talk, y'all have this talk on Monday and then two weeks later, you're bringing it back up. Or two months later, you're bringing it back up. You know, she she can't ever move forward with you like that. And then you have to ask, and, and that's why you have to have that one big conversation and then ask yourself, can I move forward from here? Because if you can't move forward from there, that's fine. But at least you're being honest with them and honest with yourself. The problem is I think sometimes we see, and you, I know you see it a lot, where couples um, get into those type of situations, whether it be infidelity, finance, or whatever the case may be, and they say, okay, well, hey, we'll just move on. And they never move on. And then, like you said, you're throwing it back up in their face. And then the person that did it, they're like, Well, damn, man, when are you gonna get over that? When are you gonna let me, when are you gonna let me live? And they're like, Live, you, you know, you did this to me. And then so it's me, 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 me. And that other person's hurting too, even though they were the perpetrator. Um, but yeah, I think you know, forgiveness is 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 definitely something possible, it's not something that happens overnight, it's not something that happens. There's, there's an infinite amount of time before it happens. You don't, I mean, to be honest, in that scenario, you don't know when forgiveness is going to happen, but you go day by day, step by step. And, you know, you, you stay away from throwing it up in each other's face. Because I think once you do that, then what you're telling yourself and what you're telling the person is, I'm not over this and I'm going to continue to punish me the way that you punished. You. I'm going to continue to punish you the way that you punished me. And that's not fair to either one of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. Yeah, because you could have cheated with somebody who who wore orange. Maybe there was a Cleveland Browns. Fan. <laughs> so the minute that they see orange, they like, oh, but you were sleeping mm-hmm. with, with her, huh? Oh, anytime mm-hmm. you see orange,
0: you know. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. anytime.
1: So it's always coming back. Yeah, I, I like that. That's that's important. Like you say, it's not easy, but it can be done. I've seen. I've literally coached couples back into staying uh together even though i went through a divorce but i didn't (laughs) but you know it's one of those things that you live and you learn um and people have recovered from that Mm
0: -hmm. so uh,
1: yeah so man this has been a powerful show man uh let everyone know how they can get in touch with you
0: oh definitely you can catch me on socials uh at 12 kyle the podcast is at 12 kyle podcast Um, Make sure that you check out the podcast. The podcast is called the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, A new episode drops every Thursday at midnight um, and subscribe. So because from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, I talk about sports. I talk about relationships. I talk about um, I talk a lot about the life that we lived before the Internet. Um, Personal experiences, things that you can relate to a lot of music, talk old school music, you know, the music that we grew up on in the 80s and 90s. And um the thing I say about the podcast, I'll share with your listeners is that confidently speaking, if you listen to one episode, you'll listen to another one. And that's all I want. You know, I don't, you know, every episode ain't for you, even though I want you to listen to them all, but every episode ain't for you. But I promise you, I promise you this. If you listen to one, you'll listen to another one.
1: That's true. I'm I'm a witness. I totally agree. I've been <laughs> listening to you for some years. You know what
0: I'm saying, so yes, man. Same here. Same, yeah,
1: man. For sure. Well, Bravehearts community, you heard it here first. Make sure you connect with Twelve Kyle. I will have him linked up in uh, the comment section, so you can subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, make sure that you subscribe to his podcast uh, and leave a rating and review. Because sometimes people forget that it's not always about money. Sometimes it's just about some of your time. You can share, right? You can comment, you can rate and leave a review. You don't always have to come out your pocket, even though that will help, you know, <laughs> from time to time. Don't get
0: it twisted. Yeah, I, I have a YouTube channel too. And I, I mean I'm I'm gonna put up more video as it goes, but um, yeah, check check out the YouTube channel too.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. And um <clears throat> I wanna first of all, I just want to acknowledge you real quick for even though I've never met you in person, you are probably one of the most genuine people that I've ever met. I know that sounds funny. Appreciate but it, man. Yeah. Wow. Uh so one of the most genuine people I've ever met. And uh sharing your life experiences from uh sports to you know, graduating college, just so many different things that you discuss. I feel like I've been knowing you for years through the podcast. <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. That's 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 the goal. That's the goal to, to, to get peek people to peek in a little bit on your life. So I appreciate it. And I feel the same about you, man. Like I said, you you drop gems almost every day on social media. And I appreciate the transparency because you know it it we came up in, and I'm a little bit older than you, but we came up in the same era where it wasn't cool for guys to just talk about how they feel. And you do it so you 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 just flow with it and you do it so effortlessly. And that's why you have, you know, people that that follow you and rock with you for as long as they have been. And that's why you've been a success, man. Key on. It. And again, I appreciate you, my brother. This is this is always fun to get on here, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, you heard it here, Bravehearts Arts community. Make sure you make that connection. This is Sean Heineman with special
0: guest. 12 Kyle. Appreciate you.
1: Yes. Take care, people.